Welcome to Canadian Defence Focus from CDR Radio, produced by Canadian Defence Review Magazine. This series of podcasts features interviews with leaders and experts in the defence industry, as well as reports and profiles on the very latest in defence technology. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the CDR Radio Podcast. I'm James Careless, Ottawa Bureau Chief with Canadian Defence Review, Canada's leading defence magazine. This time on the CDR Radio Podcast, our focus is on Arcfield Canada. Headquartered in Calgary, Arcfield has been providing in-service and integrated logistics support to the Canadian Armed Forces for 35 years. It has been supporting the RCAF's CF-18 fleet since 2010. On hand to tell us more about Arcfield Canada is Jacques Contois. He is the company's Director of Canadian Operations. Hi Jacques, thanks for joining us on the CDR Radio Podcast. Hey, good morning, James. Thank you very much for having me. Okay, so let's start with COVID-19. This was a challenging situation for everyone. How did Arcfield adjust to the pandemic and what impact did it have on your business? Thank you very much for the question, James. Yes, it's been uh, obviously for all industries, uh, it's been a very hard challenge. Um, specifically, what we did at Arcfield, obviously, right from the start, we were concerned about the health of our employees. So we took steps to basically ask everyone that didn't have to be in a facilities to uh, work remotely. And we uh, obviously uh, supported that with some uh, IT equipment and other measures there to to make sure they could basically be as productive by working remotely as they would be if they were in the facility. But we try really, like I say, to protect any potential outbreak to happen and impact our production by by asking people to work from home where they could. And obviously for technicians, they didn't have a choice. So we embark on a obviously uh, very uh, aggressive campaign to get people vaccinated and, and obviously implement measures like mask wearing, social distancing, minimizing contacts within the facility, uh, holding meetings remotely in a sense that people would stay in their offices or cubicle and joined by, by teams, for example. So we, we took all these steps, and, and I have to admit um, that uh, it was uh, obviously hard at the beginning for everybody to adjust, but everybody was very enthusiastic uh, to adopt the measures. And in the end, there was absolutely no impact in terms of, you know, productions. We met all our commitments to our customers. Uh, we um, we uh, basically perform, I would say, 2021 and 2022 are shaping up to be uh, two of our best uh, performance years. So we're very, very happy and proud of what we've done over the pandemic. So um, lessons uh, were learned. Uh, we're much more prepared now for the next uh, um, pandemic that could come around if you want. Um, but definitely uh, the measures uh, that we took uh, proved to be the right ones in the end. Now, Arcfield has been supporting the RCAF CF-18s for the past 12 years. What kinds of services do you provide to keep them flying? There's basically three core capabilities that uh, we we advertise if you want. And it's been uh, right from the beginning of organization. So we've developed those capabilities over time, but now we, we I would definitely say that we're expert in those fields. Uh, the first one is maintenance and repair of avionics. So we do our own repairs. 
of avionics. Most most of the uh, components found in the CF-18 are fixed um, in-house. Uh, we do rely on some, uh, obviously, uh, subcontractor OEMs where we don't have access to the intellectual property. Uh, but uh, I would say a vast majority of those uh, components, avionics uh, boxes are, are fixed in-house. Um, supporting that, we have our engineering department um, that provides us with, first of all, the test program. So a lot of the equipment that is found on the F-18 is uh, basically diagnosed with automatic test equipment. And we need to obviously update our test program with time as the equipment gets modified and upgraded. So we have our own department that developed those test programs. Uh, they also do logistic support analysis. It's very important, obviously, to know exactly um, you know, what will become obsolescent uh, in the coming months or years as you maintain equipment like the CF-18 over 40 years. Um, the equipment obviously is subject to obsolescence issues. And, and obviously we need to keep track of the reliability to also analyze and predict what kind of subcomponents, if you want, we need to acquire to keep the equipment going. And finally, the last, but I think in my eyes, the most important capability that we've developed over the years is the supply chain management. This is where we obviously support our customers, uh, not only with the, if you want, the more basic things when people think of supply chain management, the warehousing and transportation management, but also everything, um, if you want, in terms of data analysis, um, prediction, um, keeping, uh, if you want, uh, information on each of the components we repair. So we have historic uh, history, I should say, on all the black boxes individually. Uh, so we can basically track their serviceability, make adjustments, uh, in terms of repairs, and and again, uh, provide their customers some ways of of saving monies. So as we know, the amount of time a component, for example, is within the supply chain uh, from time it's removed from the aircraft and being required again, we can obviously um, advise our customer not to go ahead with some repairs, to delay some actions, or to basically acquire different components that will be uh, more efficient. So this is one area that over the years we've developed, and like I say, a very specific expertise. I would uh, definitely say that in Canada, we're probably leading our competition in terms of capability and supply chain management. Now, Arcfield Canada was recently awarded a $7 million plus subcontract by L3 Harris for the CF-18s. Are you now handling all supply chain services for the fleet? A short answer, I would say yes. Obviously, there is uh, some services that L3 Harris Canada kept um, basically for the airframe. As you know, CF-18 weapon system is supported by three contractors essentially in Canada. First one being for avionics or ourselves. Um, then there's the engine with Magellan or the propulsion group, as we call it. And then the last one is the primary air vehicle by L3 Aris. So L3 Aris was just awarded a um, contract for the CF-18 until the end of life of CF-18. So basically right now, 2032. And as uh, 
result of them receiving that contract, they basically ask us to provide the supply chain management. That's obviously in line with the fact that we're already doing this for the bionics I mentioned. And we also a sub to Magellan on the engine. Did I say engine before? I meant to say for avionics. And we also do it for engine. So it just makes sense for L3 Aries to come to us and basically do the same thing from the primary air vehicle. So if you think about it, the aircraft technician, the military member at the bases in Colick and Baggettville, goes to one customer window, as we like to call it, the uh, customer uh, window that's located at both uh, Colick and Baggettville. And regardless of the component is looking for, is it an avionics, a com- uh, an engine, or an airframe component, it goes to the same window that's serviced by us and, and basically ask for the component that he's looking for, return the unserviceable component to that same window. All these needs are taken care of. He doesn't have to think, is, do I go to uh, basically window A or B or C in the hangar? I just go to one place and I'm able to get the part I'm looking for. So we're very proud of this uh, contract award from l because, again, it confirmed to us that, uh, as I was mentioning earlier in the podcast, that this supply chain management expertise that we develop is definitely, you know, recognized not only by the government of Canada, but also other, like, provider within the industry. Now, you have partnered with Palatronica on the JetGuard project. What can you tell us about it, and how does cyber material assurance and supply chain security play into it? Very good question. Thank you so much for asking it, because that's one of the areas that we're also very proud of being part of advancing supply chain management in Canada. So as I mentioned, uh, we support, uh, obviously, Canada's spider fleet, uh, and we do that on a 24-7 basis, basically 365 days a year just because of the requirement of the customer. And it's become obviously very clear more recently that you know we need to protect a supply chain from a cyber um, material assurance point of view. Uh, we've all seen and heard anyway, probably in the press or in the media, all about these cyber attacks on, on different organizations. But how do you guarantee that those similar cyber attacks are not happening in the supply chain in terms of people um, basically, if you want, modifying or introducing, I should say, some basically uh, counterfeit parts or even the component that was serviceable and not a counterfeit part to start with, but introducing, introducing some virus or something within the component? We're dealing with avionics, obviously, here that is very important for the for the uh, for the aircraft in terms of being uh, operating the aircraft. So it's very clear that this was a weakness that was only recognized very recently in terms of the supply chain can also be victim of those cyber attacks and all the way down to not just the database that we maintain, but the component itself in the supply chain as it goes from the base within the uh, basically logistic system to come to a repair point, put on the storage or in the warehouse, and then return to the aircraft at one point. So we're very, very happy because Electronica was formed in 2019, and the mission is to protect, obviously, uh, cyber critical 
infrastructure and key resources from cyber threats. So we basically linked together, had some good discussion, and basically realized that there was a partnership to be realized between our two companies. And this is, again, moving us in terms of providing supply chain management services to the next level, where now, over the next couple of years, to the JetGuard project that is uh, with the Department of National Defense, uh, to basically demonstrate that we can guarantee that the components basically within the supply chain management are basically never been submitted to an attack or been modified in any way or any virus has been introduced into those components. So this is, like I say, a really big step forward for us in, in making sure that we stay ahead again of the competition, but more importantly, delivering to a customer uh, state-of-the-art supply chain management and guaranteeing that we're now providing um, cyber material assurance to them. Now, Arcfield has entered the unmanned aerial systems industry as well with your SkySenses R&D project. What is this all about? Basically, again, in 2019, we um, uh, basically identify um, a need for us to do some indirect investment in Canada in terms of um, basically satisfying our ITB's commitment. So we look basically at what was happening on the landscape, if you want, in front of us. And we said that obviously unmanned was going to become one of those areas that would uh, see a lot of investment in the coming years. And we said, what's missing? What's not there that we could address through a research and development project? So we created Sky Census with uh, three other partners, uh, three small medium business uh, businesses that are located in Alberta to develop the technology um, and basically processes to enable the routine operation of unmanned aircraft beyond visual line of sight. So everybody's quite familiar obviously with operating um, basically UAVs or, or unmanned vehicles within line of sights. And most people that you see uh, basically operating, uh, you know, those UAVs always keep uh, the object, if you want, within the line of sight so they can make sure they don't hit anything, they don't crash or, or do anything like this. Um, so operating though beyond visual line of sights requires obviously a different technique, different equipment. So you can at all times assure not only yourself that your unmanned vehicle is safe, but also it's safe for other people, other infrastructure, other aircraft that could be flying. So it's a it's an area where again this RD project is making leaps in terms of demonstrating to uh, Transport Canada and Nav Canada the ability that we have now to basically operate UAVs and beyond visual line of sights and still doing it in a very safe way. So we're very, very happy with the progress that's been accomplished since 2019. And we're looking forward by 20, basically another couple of years to have a, a very good solution available for everybody. Now, you've had some big contract wins, one for $50 million, another for $28 million. Can you tell us about those? 
I'll attack or address, first of all, the, uh, the 50 million that you referred to. So basically, um, Canada has awarded us a two-year extension to our current CF-18 avionics uh, optimized weapon system support contract. And, and we were supposed to basically come to an end in March uh, 2022, so March of this year. And they gave us basically an extension to March 2024. And, and the $50 million refers to uh, basically the ceiling. So um, prior to uh, this extension, there was a ceiling that Canada established for the overall value of this contract and increased it to 50 million just to make sure there was enough room, not only to cover the two years, but basically look after a number of projects. And that's the other part you mentioned there, the $28 million tasking within that contract is basically for the upgrade of the uh, twiddle. The twiddle, probably not all your listeners are familiar with, uh, the term or the acronym, but the two-way data link um, is is basically a modification to the what's commonly known as the sniper pod that's installed on the CF-18, but it's the advanced multi-role infrared sensors, AMIRs for short, also known, like I said, as sniper pod. So the current Air Force, Royal Canadian Air Force CF-18 fleet, we're basically becoming, uh, if you want, having difficulty to to operate with other NORAD or NATO forces because the equipment was just basically um, not had not been updated for a number of years. So this update, those kits that we're procuring, basically, uh, are, and that we will deliver to the Royal Canadian Air Force, will allow the CF-18 fleet to now be uh, relevant from an operative point of view until 2032. So again, two, uh, two basically major sign, again, that our customer, the Kenyan government, Royal Kenyan Air Force, Department of National Defense, are, are, are extremely happy and, and continue to trust us to deliver uh, basically on this contract by giving us a the extension and this major tasking under this contract to provide those kits um, that will also be delivered by March 2024. This October marks Arcfield's first year anniversary under your new name. You were rebranded a year ago after Periton divested its systems engineering integration and support services business. How has that year been for you? And what would you say are the biggest challenges facing your industry right now? Yeah, so thank you for pointing out that, that we changed name. Yeah, people know us as, as Aris, then as Periton. Uh, most recently, last year, October last year, we changed to Arcfield. Um, so it's basically the same team in Calgary, uh, Arcfield, Canada. Basically, there's been no changes. It's a change of ownership, basically. So it's the same team. And, and obviously, um, for us, it didn't really change anything. And again, most importantly for a customer, it didn't change anything in terms of the services we provided. There was no, basically, impact uh, as the name just changed on the building. So we're looking forward, obviously, being part of this new organization to uh, to continue to grow. I mentioned to you that uh, 2021, 2022 were two of our best years in the history of the organization. And we want to continue on that path, obviously, going forward. But as we look at the challenges facing us, they're very much the same across the market in the industry, I should say. First of all, we have the pandemic, correct? That really 
made a, a realization about um, uh, manning the the ability of people. Uh, we have obviously a lot of competition. Um, the aerospace industry, obviously, airlines specifically, uh, had a tough time because people stopped traveling. Uh, obviously, as a result of pandemic, people moved on to other industry. We have now to re. I guess, encourage people to join aerospace and defense industry as being a, an industry that's very viable and has got a lot of future ahead of itself. So we need to go and encourage people. Staffing is an important, basically, challenges for us in terms of the fact that we need new people as we continue to grow. And we're all facing the same thing. We have a lot of baby boomers that'll be retiring. I've started to retire and continue to retire. So we have a lot of people in the industry leaving the industry because of retirement. And we have a basically a challenge in recruiting just because we have a lot of competition as a result of uh, what has happened during the last two years. The next challenge we have is supply chain. Again, the pandemic has demonstrated how fragile supply chains can be. So like I say, we were very fortunate ourselves because of the planning we had done in previous years, because of the data we had accumulated over the years. We were able to basically go through the pandemic without impacting a customer whatsoever. We had like enough uh, components on the shelves to, to um, maintain the deliveries. But we saw, obviously, uh, a lot of stress within the supply chain. So we need to continue to focus on that. And this is why, again, having a partner like herself uh, doing your supply chain management is very important. Uh, you need somebody who has a lot of expertise. And it's not just like I say about warehousing and, and moving parts about. It's about knowing the equipment and doing basically predictive uh, buys and, and, and actions to make sure you're uh, supply chain is always there to support your customer. And the last one will be cybersecurity. Like I say, there's so many stories that come on a regular basis now in the media about cyber attacks, um, depending uh, whatever the motivation of those peoples are or, or countries. So we need to protect the supply chain. And again, this project with Electronica is key to us to continue to evolve a supply chain management supplier to our customer, we want to obviously be uh, at the forefront of that issue and make sure that we can guarantee to our customer that they're protected from that point of view. Now, two final questions. What new contracts are you focused on getting in the next few years? And what future are you hoping for, for Arcfield Canada? Well, the first one is obviously, I mentioned supply chain management is one of those key areas that we've developed over the years. And we're going to continue to, because we really think we have a niche there in terms of expertise, and we want to continue to pursue contracts, opportunities where we can provide supply chain management. First thing that comes to mind, obviously, for everybody listening to your podcast is this F35 acquisition which is not finalized yet, but should be finalized, hopefully contract signed before year end. And there is a requirement to obviously for supply chain management for the F-35 and the other fleets that Canada will be acquiring, the strategic uh, um, tanker and transport uh, capability, 
uh, that will be provided by Airbus 330, as we understand now. Um, there's going to be a fleet of, obviously, um, RPAS, remote piloted uh, aircraft system, which we believe, obviously, will be provided by General Atomics. All these new fleets will have the same or similar requirement for supply chain management, and we want to be, obviously, the service provider for that. As the future of a company, like I say, we have a very solid pipeline of opportunities and the future looks very bright for us right now. We, we're looking at continuous growth uh, in the coming 10 years. Uh, we're, we're very excited. Our, our board and uh, is very excited about what we're presenting to them. And like I say, the last two years uh, have proven that, you know, when uh, you have a good um, a good offering, a solid offering. Customers uh, trust you and, and come to you. Um, and that's what we've seen over the last two years. And I'm very confident that's what we'll see in the next 10 years. Well, thanks, Jacques, for joining us today. Thank you so much again for making time for me. I really appreciate the opportunity to speak about Artfield Canada, what we do, what uh, our challenges are, and where we're going. Uh, I couldn't be uh, proud, uh, more proud of this organization. Um, I'm very excited about the future. And uh, hopefully every listener uh, to the podcast uh, will get the same message. You've been listening to the latest in the CDR radio podcast series. They are produced by Canadian Defence Review, Canada's leading defence magazine. I've been speaking with Jacques Contois, Arcfield Canada's Director of Canadian Operations. To hear more CDR Radio podcasts, go to www.canadiandefensereview.com or find us on iTunes and Google Play under CDR Radio and on Spotify as well. I'm James Careless. Thank you for listening to the CDR Radio podcast. Talk to you again next time. Tune in next time for another Canadian defense-focused podcast from CDR Radio. CDR Radio.